Welcome and thanks for listening to another show of The Health Zone. I'm Michal Mahuna. Check out and like our Facebook page on www.facebook.com forward slash The Health Zone Show or follow us on Twitter on the letter D Health Zone or log on to our website on www.thehealthzoneshow.com. If you subscribe to our mailing list on there, you will get the Hellstone Show delivered to your inbox every week, and also you'll get a copy of our free book called How to Transform Your Health in 2016. Also, if you have any feedback on the show, or if you would like to get in touch with us, our email is tunein at thehealthzoneshow.com. Today I'm talking with success energizer and oracle, Mass Sajadi. Hello, Mass. How are you today? Doing very well. How are you? Very good. I know you had two near-death experiences. Can you mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that, Matt? Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll just give you an overview. I mean, the complete story is on my website, masajadi.com. Uh, yeah, the first near-death experience, you know, um, uh, happened uh, in my early days, early 20s. Uh, it was a warehouse accident. Um, and I crushed my uh, my neck, my jaw was crushed, um, and that was the first time I really say understood who I was, uh, you know, because I've always been trying to search for myself. You know, I went through the religious, you know, I read all the religious books, I read all the motivational books, and you know, like most of us, right, trying to find that one key element that say expands or or creates say abundance. And I'm talking about uh, abundance, not just like you know, sending into spiritual and feeling good. But this is like money, you know, happiness, uh, health, and so on. Um, and that came to me, uh, again, my first near-death experience, um, where I had my jaws crushed. And what happened was I started separating away from my body, uh, kind of like a mirror image of myself floating further and further uh, away. And then I realized it's like, wow, I'm over there, what am I doing over here? You know, I could just see myself uh, like a second person floating away. And then I realized that I had died. And at that moment, you know, uh, the world, the universe really opened up and I realized that I'm not a culmination of all my uh, experiences here on earth. I'm much grander than that. Uh, I have much more fantastic potential than that um, and uh, I ascended it higher and higher um, uh, again feeling the joy the love that was there um, and uh, I sent it into a place where I was um, you know you review your life I'm sure you've heard that with other people uh, you review your life uh, and in this case uh, and it just something points to clarify um, that when you do review your life it's not like you're reviewing your life. You're actually reliving your life, but it's very compressed. You know, people say that your life flashes through you. It really doesn't. Uh, you live your life, but, you know, for me, it was 22 years uh, lived in, say, a second or two. You know, and that's why things flash through because we don't have the physical capability to have that much data, you know, go through us uh, in that short of period of time. So time became distorted for me. After that, um, there was a lot of, say, expansion and opening. Uh, after I came back from that experience, uh, I could see future vision for people. I could tell what's going on. Um, so that was that first near-death experience. It, again, it was int- the introductory of understanding that we're greater than the sum of our parts. Okay. Should I go on in the second one? or? Sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, the second near-death experience, kind of fast-forward, maybe about 20 years. Um, again, very successful businessman. I had my own programming. Uh, I was the lead programmer, uh, programming company. But um, the second one uh, was a drowning accident. Uh, is uh, We were on an inner tube, and I literally got sucked into, I was in Belize, and I got sucked into what they call a cenotis, or basically a hole uh, in this river. Uh, and I got sucked into a tunnel, um, probably a lava tube or something like that. Uh, but anyway, I got sucked into this tunnel. And uh, again, I couldn't get out because the water pressure uh, was so great, I couldn't crawl out. 
Um, and I let go. I submitted my will, so to speak. Uh, and then uh, I saw, again, I separated from my body. Uh, my body floated down. I could see that. And then I sent it into this beautiful realm. Now, just to clarify, you know, I'm sure many of us have heard stories about, you know, many, uh, many stories about, say, seeing the light, right, or walking into a tunnel or uh, knowing or having your, you know, loved ones visit you and so on. Those are all different layers of this tunnel, okay? So that obviously that introductory place is uh, seeing your loved ones. Uh, that's that initial part of that tunnel. Uh, this time, though, around, I managed to transcend, you know, through the tunnel, uh, so past the tunnel into this great opening, this blue, beautiful blue heavenly space. Uh, at that level, uh, you are uh, anything is available to you. You are totally complete. Uh, there's no time. There's no distance. Uh, there's nothing that you need. There's no love. There's no security or anything because you are all that. Uh, again, it's very, very, very say, expansive. Uh, any joy that you feel, any love that you feel at this level, uh, multiplied by about a million times, and that's about the joy and love or the extent of joy and love that you feel at that level. Um, and then I went even beyond that. Uh, I went, say, past the image of or the identity of being human, uh, and that and that is much much more expansive. I can't really say define it well, uh, but it's just your definition of completely being at spirit level because your spirit, you know, at its purest level, uh, there's no definition of human form. Right? Um, the nice thing about that is that the beautiful thing is that at that level, uh, I've managed to say pull the knowledge at that level down. And that's where I've been gifted with my healing abilities uh, to transform people in any way, you know, your your spiritual connection, your health, your wealth, um, physical issues, relationships, whatever it might be. Uh, I can edit you or change you, but uh, again, that's how I've uh, gotten my abilities. How do you do that, Maz? Uh, so whether you're in front of me or, you know, through the phone, uh, or Skype or anything like that, or working through you, working through somebody, uh, working on somebody through somebody else. Uh, um, uh, I can see uh, because I work at a level of say there's no uh, there's no time and distance. I can just say summon your spirit, uh, and that's very different. I work on your spirit level, and everything is really created or generated of frequencies. Okay, uh, no matter what it is. Uh, we are all created of frequencies. We're not really solid, you know, or complete objects that we think we are. Um, so through the through that second near death, and obviously through you know through years of say figuring it out, if you will, or understanding it at a deeper level, uh, I can change the frequency uh, that you are, that you resonate. Um, so that's if you look at me, if you look at some of my YouTube videos. You know, people are like moving all around. You know, why is that? It's because uh, at a core level, I'm changing your spirit level, uh, and then it changes your physical shape or your physical form. That's what they're trying to say, rebalance themselves. Um, so again, I, I edit your frequencies, uh, which is very, very different than, say, most others out there or anybody out there, really. Uh, and that's why a lot of people get massive, rapid change with what I do. How does that frequency relate to our health? Well, let's just talk about frequencies, and then I'll explain that question. So it's like low frequencies, high frequencies. Yes, there are that. But if you look at, say, um, you know, the color yellow, right? If it's if you, you know, there's a machine called a oscilloscope, and it generates say a frequency pattern, a sine wave, cosine wave, right? It has a frequency signature. Uh, so somebody who knows or who reads frequencies or that oscilloscope machine, they'll say, oh, that's the color yellow and its frequency. Uh, so everything is created of a frequency that has their own frequency signature. So gold has a frequency signature. The wood has a frequency signature. Uh, you know, uh, again, anything material. Again, if you put it under this oscilloscope, you can see the patterns of what it is. Um, on that frequency reader, 
So, so what happens is, um, you know, uh, say ill health has a frequency signature, you know, cancers have a frequency signature and so on. So when I scan you, uh, whether you're in front of me or not, uh, again, what I see is your frequency signature, um, which is a combination of, you know, multitude of frequencies that create you. Right, because your life is created of frequencies. You know the way you look at things, uh, the way you act towards things, your health, your physical nature. Again, all frequencies, programs, if you will, that run underlying programs that run that create your life that you know it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, I can see that just like an MRI. So if you have like a head injury or whatever it might be, um, I can see that. Or if you have heart issues or cancers or whatever, uh, I can see that. You know, you change those underlying frequencies or the core level frequencies, uh, and then your health gets better, uh, or your finances get better, whatever it might be. What do you think stops you from healing if when they have a sickness or an illness? Right, and and this happens quite a bit. Um, a lot of my clients, you know, they're at their wits' end, you know, because they've gone to doctors for ten, twenty, thirty years, and they can't resolve. Right. Uh, the reason is, is that underlying frequency or that core frequency uh, has not been edited. Okay. So matter, no matter what you do at a surface level uh, to transform or change, uh, it won't say if the underlying core frequency of what you do uh, is still there, then, well, it won't change or it takes longer for you to change. Okay. Can I give you an example? of, say, the levels or layers I work at, and then I think it'll be a lot clearer for you, okay? Um, so the the base layer, or this first layer, is, say, the physical, physical reality here. So I'm just going to use, say, a health frequency, because it's just easier. Um, but this works for finances, relationships, and so on. Um, so the physical layer is like chiropractics, uh, Western medicine, uh, prescription drugs, surgeries, you know, food, exercising, and so on. Right. Uh, so that's that first layer. The second layer you get into is like the energy medicines, you know, thought patterns, uh, chakras, auric fields. Uh, most same modalities are almost all modalities uh, that you use as far as energy medicines. Uh, psychic abilities, intuition, this is this physical layer, okay? Uh, and each layer, as we go higher and higher, dominates the layer below. So whatever you change at that higher level dictates what happens below. Uh, level three and four are, say, transitionary or a bridge layer. And then you get into the fifth layer. Okay? The fifth layer is your core level programming. So that's how your spirit has designed or created your life. So I call that the blueprint level. Now, if you can change things, you know, at that level, that blueprint level, then there are fast, easy changes that come through. Right? Uh, and that, again, is your spirit level. And that's the level that I work at. Very few people, if any, really have gotten to that level uh, this day and age. Um, so, uh, and that's where you know, again, if you look at my website, there's tons of testimonies on, you know, people's cancers being removed uh, or people walking after 20, 30 years that they couldn't walk and so on. And these aren't really extreme examples. Actually, they're like common, they're magical examples that happen quite a bit because, again, the underlying frequency uh, has been shifted for you. Um, um, to give you a clear example, uh, if we take a look at relationships, because, you know, most of the time uh, we break up with somebody uh, and then we connect with somebody else. And then in a short period, um, you know, we have the same type of relationship that we did the last with the last person. You know, why does that happen? Because the underlying frequencies that run within you uh, haven't changed. Although the outside perspective or the outside people in this case have changed. The underlying frequencies haven't changed, and that's why everything starts to come back to its original form. Or if you've made, say, money, and then you can only get to a certain level, and then you drop back down, the reason why you can't break through is, again, it's that underlying frequency that won't let you go or expand onto those higher levels of wealth. So, How can a person get to that level, Maz? Is one, 
uh, either through some of the stuff that I do or through a near-death experience or something like that, it really, really opens you up as long as, as I say, you're groomed for that near-death experience. It happens quite a bit. Um, but uh, usually what I do is like through, you know, the, some of the 21 days that we do or, you know, we're going to be coming to uh, Ireland there. Uh, even through those events, uh, I can open you up rather quickly. Uh, it doesn't take long. Sometimes, a lot of times, actually, people uh, uh, see me in about five minutes and their life starts to shift radically. Uh, and that's not because they have to come see me, but that same connection that I had to what I call pure source, you guys might call it God or some other higher self and so on, uh, that connection I had through my near death really awakened me. I bring that same connection to whoever I work on, either through a group or individually. Once that connection is made, you know, uh, there's no turning back. It, that 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 spark that enlivens you. It's amazing how you just keep getting directed, you know, towards the people, the places, the things that'll start coming into your life uh, to create a very different definition of your life rather quickly. And Maz, do you think stress and fear can be a factor in stopping people from healing? Oh, definitely. Uh, statistically. Uh, uh, as far as, because I've worked on tens of thousands of people in the short time that I've been doing this, uh, from what I've seen, about 30-40% rather sh- shift rather right away, okay, uh, within five minutes of a, of a work or, or a little longer. Um, the other 30-40%, uh, they take a little longer, I call it a little detox or a little pain, you know, uh, it might be if you pain like few hours to a few days to you know a few months uh, and then that smaller percent about five percent um, that takes a little longer for say the work I do is because of exactly fear uh, and being controlled because they're so fearful at spirit level okay or uh, somebody actually controls them through fear or they control themselves through fear you know um, so it takes a little longer for them to break away but it still works as the layers get peeled away and then they come into their own struggle usually you know the fear uh, even if you don't believe in what I do and so on like that it doesn't matter because I bypass all that I really bypass say all the physical consciousness because I don't work at the conscious or physical level I work at your core level uh, so I bypass the fear the doubt you know, all that stuff for you. So, Say if a person is experiencing a mental health situation, Maz, what would be your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, mental health issues, you know, I really, really see it from a different perspective. You know, there, there's people who have been to, been going to, like, um, uh, psychologists or psychiatrists and so on, and, and the sad thing is they start taking drugs. Um, you know, they've been going for 20, 30 years, and... Uh, uh, and this has happened dozens and dozens of times. Uh, they come see me for one or two sessions, uh, and they literally like transform. Uh, uh, and again, why does that happen? Because mental health uh, is not a, a physical distortion. Sometimes, you know, it's a brain distortion or chemical disorder, uh, which can easily be fixed, you know, through food or the right, um, you know, minerals and supplements and so on but most of the time mental health I actually see it at a spirit level where the spirit level is disconnected or torn a little bit if you will for the severe mental health like um, multiple personalities and so on like that Uh, I see their spirit not as a functional or ragged Uh, once you clarify or you bring them back together uh, or completeness, uh, their mental issues uh, tend to go away. Uh, I've seen quite a few cases like that. Uh, or they can keep control, uh, especially in depression or anxiety. Okay. Uh, that uh, depression and anxiety are actually forms uh, for a lot of people. Uh, uh, actually, in your in your, I know this is a recording, but the people who listen to your recordings, I can tap into it, uh, is usually people who, who have say, uh, another form or being that control them at a deeper level uh, that that is part of them, and that's where they get the depression and the anxiety uh, that they're having from what I'm seeing in your group or the people that listen. So uh, I can do actually a group healing to release all that if you want. So it only take like a minute if you want to do that. Please do. Okay, sure. Uh, let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath, and it might take like a minute or two just uh, 
Uh, again, nice deep breath in. What well, are obviously this is a recording, but uh, wherever you are, sitting, standing, lying down, just take a minute to be on our own. Just noticing where we are, noticing our chin, our jaw, our neck area. All right, coming, uh, bringing us into our body. And what I'll do is I'll guide you into a nice deep state, even if you've never tried meditation before it wasn't successful for you. It usually gets you into those deep states much quicker, much faster. Another deep breath in again. And holding it for a second or two. And then exhaling, let it go. And more into our chest area, upper back. For most of you, I think you guys are good, sensitive individuals, so you might feel this. I'll walk you through the process that I do for you. Okay. Uh, imagine your body as we take another deep breath and complete from head to foot, just noticing your body. On the exhale, asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source? Even stronger, again, if you're new to this, just keep asking, uh, how do I connect to pure source? Even stronger, you'll You'll understand why that's so important. But coming back, noticing our breath, noticing our body complete, head to foot, noticing the space around you or sensing that space around you. Call that your spirit body, but arms length all the way around you. If you can't feel it just yet, uh, just note that it's there. Imagine that it's there for you. Again, this is for depression. So, a count of five. And we'll count up to five. Uh, we'll see if there's a, anybody uh, from your uh, that have crossed over past. Uh, that space still exists around you, or say that template or pattern that distorts your pattern still exists around you. Okay, and that'll come to light for you uh, at five. So let's go ahead and take a nice deep breath in, really nice and deep, pulling in, releasing one, two, sending even higher, becoming more aware of our body, three. four, and five. There you go. Just sensing, say, something that just doesn't feel right, perhaps, for some of you, or actually experiencing somebody that has crossed over. Uh, especially you might have, say, committed suicide from a small group of you. Uh, Say somebody in your life has committed suicide, they tend to hang out. You know, so now that you're aware of it, let's move that out for you. Let's see how you feel. Uh, most of you probably feel things right away. Some of you probably feel a little lighter. Uh, either from this short few minutes. But we can go on. And again, I'll continue to work on you guys as a group, as you know, we're talking here. Okay. We're good. Great, guys. Thank you very much. And um, and the, what do you think is the purpose then behind, say, mental illness? Yeah, you know, that's that's a that's like a larger question. I guess we, we can uh, kind of get into, uh, if you don't mind, is that, you know, people think that the drudgery, the life that they go through, the pain that they go through in life is that there's a purpose behind it. So they grow, you know, because that's what we've been taught in religion, right? Uh, we suffer in this lifetime so we can grow and expand in this lifetime. But, you know, for me, I, 
after working on tens of thousands of people, uh, I actually see that they're just patterns that people have adapted. You know, when we create our life from a spirit level, our spirit's not really, say, that pure. It's not, it hasn't been, say, that awakened. Uh, so what do we do? Um, we get distorted from the previous lifetime or family lineage, and we create, say, those patterns in the life that we live currently. So the really... Uh, I don't know if there's a purpose for it. I mean, you could, anything created in life here is actually there to catapult you to expand your spirit, you know, at a grander level. Um, but um, that can happen to in any way. Uh, but again, like I said, most things are just programs that have run from a family lineage or your previous lifetime. Um, can I give you an example of one? For example, just to clarify, this is an extreme example. Um, but this woman, okay, uh, I tapped into her. It was a call. I, don't, I think she was from, I don't know where she was from. Uh, but, um, you know, she had like, this will clear up uh, a few uh, things on what I do or clarify what I do. So anyway, she complained as I tapped into her. I go, oh, you've got stomach issues and so on. She goes, yeah. I have issues digesting and you know menstrual and all that. Uh, and then I go, well, just tapping into you, uh, I see that you've uh, lost a few babies, right? And uh, uh, and she didn't want to talk about it, but it kept coming in. And then finally she goes, well, yes, I've had like four abortions. And again, there's no judgment on my part. But I'm I'm just seeing the patterns. Uh, but you know, if you're running frequencies that distort you, uh, again, uh, sometimes those abortions, those those individuals uh, that have been aborted, they don't realize that they've crossed over, so they hang out in that area, still like growing, because she did feel like pregnant, although she hasn't been pregnant in a long time. So it's just removing, say, those entities, not entities, but spirits who still think that they're being born, some of them. Um, and then she was really sad about you know the abortions and so on. So I tap into her uh, mother, and I go, uh, and I can read her mother just as plain as day, just like her. Uh, and I go, wow, uh, it seems like your mother has had a few abortions. She goes, yes. You know? uh, and then I tap in, into her grandmother. And I go, wow, your grandmother has had a few abortions. And she goes, yes. So is there, a, is there something to learn from it? I suppose there would be. But more often, is it just a pattern, right, a programming that is continued on from family lineage? that she, say, suffers from and she abuses herself for. Uh, in a short while after, though, you know, I removed that, say, that programming for her. Well, she felt a lot better about, say, the loss, you know, or the abortions that she's had, uh, but also her digestion cleared up a lot better as well in that area, and her menstrual cycle uh, came back to normal. So, uh, so uh, again, uh, that's just an example, but... So is it something that we learn from? Yes, everything is something that we learn from. Was it mostly programs? Uh, I believe it's just really mostly pro programs that run. In the world we live in, autoimmune disorders like autism are at epidemic rates at the moment. And yes. like the recent figures is that there's about 1 in 48 children being diagnosed with autism. But like, why do you right. think this is... You know, the sad thing is on that, meal is that, uh, you know, autisms and so on and like that, I really, really think it's because of the food source. Uh, that we're eating, uh, especially like in this country, uh, the corn derivatives and so on. Uh, it's so genetically modified, genetically engineered, it's not really food anymore. Um, so after, you know, you eat so much of this distorted food, you know, again, especially in the U.S., uh, you know, it starts to change the DNA structure. Uh, so, so again, eating proper food sources, uh, and then autism. I've helped people with, uh, or people with autism, where they start to say read and comprehend in full sentences and so on, uh, like that board before they couldn't, you know, and they're at the age where they should be able to read and so on, um, and that's, you know, um, and what happens in autism is that their identity at spirit level so they just don't understand what human form is if that makes sense and it's very disruptive for them obviously so once uh, what I do with that is say I help them identify at a spirit level uh, what human form is and then they can kind of say bind to it and understand it so, uh, and they and, and again their their issues 
become a lot better. Uh, but food is very important. Furthermore, the ADHD and so on like that, um, you know, that people have, again, it's food-related, uh, but you can clarify that. The sad thing is that the, you take medications for it, uh, which actually, say, separate your psyche or your spirit from your, from your body even more, and then that's where they get more distorted. Uh, you know, the young kids, they get more distorted uh, because now their spirit is further and further away from them. So uh, with that, I bring them in completely. And um, most of the time, again, I'm not a doctor, health professional, or financial analyst, but I just tell you what you, what I see and what's happened is that uh, most of the time, they they take get off their meds. They come complete, say, students or, you know, children. So there's tons and tons of cases of that uh, that happen where parents get their children back. So, so imagine if a person is recovering from cancer and they've been recently diagnosed with it, what would you say to them? You know, it, it really depends on, say, the level or the purpose of that cancer. Um, you know, we've, again, I'm not a doctor, so I can't say I cure anything, but, you know, we've had... Uh, we've had dozens and dozens of people say cure themselves of cancer uh, through the work that we do. Uh, so for them, sometimes you know people use cancer as say an excuse to cross over, right? Because they don't like their life anymore. Uh, so it's a good excuse. It's, I call it honorary suicide. Um, in that situation, you know, once you awaken to your true self of who you are then the cancers tend to disappear. You know, and we've had like uh, mango-sized tumors just like disappear uh, in a couple of days or a month. They actually go back to their doctor for surgery and, you know, they do another x-ray or whatever and it's like gone. So, um, and, that, and, and, uh, and again, that's just cancers, but, you know, heart issues, diabetes, all those stuff. Again, once you start to realize or once you start to awaken, uh, your spirit awakens, uh, the abundance that you are naturally comes into you, right? The health issues, the finance issues, all that stuff of lack that we feel, uh, that's not your normal place to be. It really isn't. Um, can I give you an example of how this works? You know? Of course. Um, is that uh, just to give you uh, uh, what I do, and you know, there's there's been studies currently about this, but back in the 1970s, uh, Journal of Psychology. They did a test uh, on this individual who who was had multiple personalities. Okay, so this first personality uh, had issues of diabetes. So they physically tested him for diabetes. So he had kidney failure. He had uh, you know distorted blood sugar levels and so on like that. He switches over to the next personality. Okay, um, uh, and then they test him again. Uh, nothing else has changed except, you know, changing that personality. Uh, they test them again. Uh, there's no sign of blood sugar level issues. There's no sign of kidney failure. Um, so what really changed? You know, again, it's the body obviously changed dramatically. Uh, so that's basically what I do uh, at a different level. Obviously, I can't switch you like that, but I get more and more cases like that. Um, but again, it's what really changed is the frequencies underneath. And that's how fast you can change uh, if you're open to that. How do these frequencies affect our abundance in our lives in regards to the money? Oh, sure. Uh, as far as money goes and so on, you know, a lot of those patterns that people run are from, um, again, family lineage or, you know, previous lifetimes uh, where they haven't been abundant. So that pattern continues, continues to run. On that, um, you know, your spirit is 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 completely abundant. There's no sense of lack in it. The reason why we have lack in our lives, okay, no matter what you do physically, again, if you don't change the mindset of the spirit, right, uh, you'll always stay in that sense of lack. Uh, and this is where I call 300, what I call 360 degrees of abundance. Um, your spirit, and this is what I do, is I help you awaken your spirit. Right? Your spirit awakens. And it pulls you into, say, that higher sense of self, who you are. The people, the places, the remedies, things that you need automatically start filtering into you. Uh, and that's where you become abundant. 
Uh, 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 and so you, there is still work to be done, but you've like opened up the floodgates of what makes you abundant. So there's no sense of lack. So for some people, it takes a short while. Some people, it takes a little longer. Um, but again, it's at a core level or at a spirit level. Uh, that's where true abundance exists. Do you think there's a relationship between, say, a person following their passion and the ability to create money in their lives? Uh, there is, there is, uh, uh, there is a relationship on that. Uh, but where does that say passion come from? You know, is it like a program that runs in you, uh, right? That creates that passion, you know, and that program might be say detrimental. So be aware or, 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 or understand, uh, you know, where that passion or why that desire or passion comes from. Uh, but yes, uh, the abundance, a lot of people do follow their passion, but they don't become abundant at it, right? Because uh, there are other programs that might be running underneath as well. So, um, so yeah, uh, there's a strong correlation on that. Uh, this does happen to open up, open you up to your passion, even if you're not aware of what that passion is. So you do become, you know, rather abundant. Um, you know, in, in, you know, talking, I work with millionaires and billionaires, uh, a lot. Uh, and, you know, they think, most of us think who aren't millionaires and billionaires, they go, well, once I have money, I'll be really good. You know, I'll be happy. I'll be this. I'll be healthy. It's really not. Those individuals have the same kind of problems. They get to choose their problems uh, as we do. It's that sense of sense of well-being inside that any physical abundance cannot get you. Right? Uh, and that's really the key. So most of us try to fill, say, that general sense of or the lack of sense of well-being from a physical standpoint. So we try to get the perfect mate. We try to get the perfect uh, job to make whatever amount of income and so on. Uh, the other way around, though, is if you create that, say, awakening spirit, uh, it creates, say, that full abundance in you, uh, and it's a natural a expansion for you to be in an abundant mode, and you actually feel good about being abundant. There's no lack in being uh, 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 when you do become, say, wealthy. Say, for example, Maz, if a person say is unemployed at the moment and they're struggling to make ends meet, what would be your suggestions for them in as a way to create more abundance in their lives? Sure. Um, you know, uh, again, guys, the key is. Um, no matter what you do with me, okay, or not do with me, uh, if you ask that question, how do I connect to pure source even stronger, okay, uh, and stay just truly focused in the present moment by noticing your body complete, okay, um, you will find that, uh, again, abundance naturally comes into you. Uh, no matter what it is. Uh, but again, for this, this specific example, uh, you'll have to really understand, say, the concepts of, say, the mental or attitude of this individual or, say, the patterns that lo uh, that live underneath this, this individual of why the ends don't meet. Sometimes it's, you know, people go from job to job to job and they still create... Uh, say that sense of lack where ends don't meet. Uh, sometimes it's, it's an abuse problem that they've had, and they they denote it to finances. It's like, Moss, I can't get my finances straight. Uh, but it comes from, say, being abused and not being, say, self-worth it, right, or worth it. Uh, that creates, say, that, that pattern of lack for you in finances. Uh, again, so what I do is that 360 degrees of, of, of abundance, which helps uh, for you. Do you think how much we value ourselves would be linked to how much money we create or abundance we create in our lives? Uh, how much we value, of course, uh, it happens all the time. You know, if we don't value ourselves uh, or if we don't have, say, abundant frequencies resonating in us, I mean, it happens uh, all the time. Just to give you an example, uh, people who have uh, won, you know, millions of dollars in the lottery, right? Uh, those individuals, almost all of them, uh, within six months or less, uh, they lose not only the, the millions that they that they've uh, that they won, uh, but they are far worse off. You know why does that happen? You think money would solve all that? Uh, is because their patterns or their frequencies um, that resonate 
are not at a say a million dollar level, so they can't sustain or hold on to it. Uh, and this happens to a lot of people who um, say, for example, uh, in sales quite a bit, they can't say break through that ceiling. You know, if they're making, you know, uh, I'll just throw out a number, say fifty thousand a year, right? Uh, and they can only make a fifty thousand a year. Anything more, it's beyond say their capacity or beyond the frequencies that they're resonating, so they'll drop back down. Uh, if it's below, uh, they'll create something to bring it back up to, say, that average. In fact, there was a story about that quite a long time ago, a psychologist. Uh, they put the salesman uh, in, say, well, they promoted him. He was a 50,000-year salesman, um, and this was a long time ago. Um, anyway, he did such a good job, they promoted him to a fantastic territory. And uh, a few months later, uh, well, about six months later, he his his wealth was at fifty thousand. Okay, uh, and the managers couldn't figure it out. He goes, "Well, let's do this. Uh, let's drop them down to say a really terrible territory." Okay, uh, and in a short while, no matter what happened, because he he was docked or at some level, he thought he he was only worth fifty thousand. Uh, in a short time, six seven months later. Uh, that year, he made fifty thousand, even in even the worst territory, where other salespeople made like ten thousand or twenty thousand in those territories. He made fifty thousand. Um, so, do you see how much say those frequencies or patterns that run inside you? No matter what happens, it'll keep you at that say level. So, the importance is changing the underlying programs or frequencies, and then everything else say works out. And I know you spoke about being connected to source there, Maz, as well. What do you mean by this? Connecting to source is is really an awakening. It's nothing, say, religious or, or spiritual or anything like that, although people feel that way towards it, like what I do is nothing religious or spiritual. So uh, my definition of connecting to source is understanding that you are far greater uh, of an individual uh, or an entity than who you think you are uh, here in physical form. So connecting to source, most individuals uh, think that they are humans and they want to have a spiritual experience or connect to spirituality. Uh, what I do is actually the other way around, uh, where you start to see your human life from a spiritual perspective. So again, most people think that they're humans having spiritual experience. After I work on you, you start to notice that your spirit having a human experience and and that's very different. Once you are at that level, uh, again, the beauty and grace that you are at your spirit level and that I've seen through my near-death experiences and through deep meditations, uh, that comes flows through you. It call, comes and flows through into your body. And I'm sure, Miao, you've seen this. Well, Anita Marjani, uh, you were mentioning that you interviewed her um, you know, she sees that beauty and grace after her near-death experience, right, uh, of illness and so on. Um, anyway, you start to live through that pattern uh, of, say, a spirit value living in physical form. Uh, and that's and that's that awakening that we're all looking for. Uh, the beauty of that is that the abundance that you're looking for doesn't come in the afterlife. It comes now for you. It comes in physical form where you can enjoy your lifetime much, much more. And by the way, you don't have to have, say, that um, physical near-death experience to enjoy that. I can connect that to you without having that near-death experience. At the spirit level, Maz, what do you see the purpose of life being? The reason why we're here is not to, say, understand things or learn things, because at spirit level, we are all that, you know, anything that is will be. Uh, we already know that. Uh, it's really becoming so aware that we can create, say, density or human form without having a human body. So that's really our purpose is coming down into, say, human form uh, without the body. So having our spirits or what they call heaven on earth in, in religious terms. Really. And becoming completely or being completely aware of our power at spirit level, right, in human form. Or density because uh, we have to be really dumbed down to understand human form right or to be here in this world uh, as humans and with the source Maz is there a way to know when we are connected to it or not 
Uh, yes. Uh, by the way, we're always connected to source. How pure your connection? Uh, otherwise, we'd be you know dead or non-existent. Uh, everything is is connected to source. Okay? Um, so uh, again, that connection once it gets stronger and stronger, your natural value of who you are, the natural abundance of who you are, comes through in physical form. Okay? Uh, and I know that's hard to say explain, or uh, but it happens to thousands and thousands of people. You know, I always ask them. You know, after their relationships get better, or after they start making, uh, you know, lots of money, uh, whatever it might be, it's like, well, what exactly did you do? And they go, I don't know, it just kind of happened to me. You know? Yes, there is work involved, like I said, but it just does happen to you. Um, and, you know, that connection to source, just to give you an idea, everything has that connection to source. Uh, for example, a rock has a consciousness that's connected to source. Uh, a rock has a consciousness to know that it's a rock. That's why it, so it's a consciousness at that level. Humans understand it at a much higher level because you know, we're that extreme being uh, that we know who we are as humans and then we can create. Did that, did that make sense? Yes, Everything yeah. is connected to, to higher uh, or that pure source, what I call it. And is there anything that we can do practically on a day-to-day level to create that source more pure in our mm-hmm. lives? Oh, definitely. You know, the only purpose you're, you were here for is not to, say, build a better mousetrap or, you know, help the planet or whatever it is, although that's an experience for you to enlighten. Uh, your only purpose is to be here and understand yourself in physical form. So the best thing that you do, that most of us don't, because most of us, what do we do every day? We're under hypnosis. You know, we really don't think we're not really present while we're here. So when you're driving, washing the dishes, taking a shower, whatever it is, uh, shaving or putting on makeup, you know, uh, do you guys ever look at yourself in the mirror? Most of us don't, right? Uh, but start looking at that person, looking back for, to you in the mirror. You'll be amazed at how much, at first, a lot of you will get scared because you don't want to look straight into you because you see who you are at a true level. But start looking in, you'll see the beauty and grace that's inside you. Um, so those are all present day things. No matter what you're doing, become as present as possible. Say, notice how you notice, say, the details while you're being present. So it's not just, it's not just about being present. It's about noticing that you're present. Uh, and that really opens up, say, that connection uh, to, well, to your higher self and obviously to, you know, a higher connection to pure source. Uh, but just doing that, okay, uh, a lot of your troubles, a lot of your issues will disappear and that abundance will naturally start flowing through uh, no matter what it is. Uh, again, the right solutions. I just do it faster for you. That's all. I'm just that spiritual geek that kind of knows what's going on, you know, and edits it for you. So, What are your thoughts around intuition then, Maz? Intuition is fantastic. You naturally get guided. Um, you know, I work with a lot of like healers or psychics or you know people who are uh, intuitively gifted. Uh, a lot of times, you know, if you're feeling drained through your intuition, uh, if you're if you're say get tired after working on people, even if you're like a physical therapist or whatever, um, and and business people as well. You know, because a lot of people use your intuition. Um, I, the reason being is because you're not connecting to, say, a pure source for your intuition. You're either connecting to, like, a darker source or a gray source. Uh, again, this is where, like, witchcraft comes in through controlling other people, all that stuff. Uh, so what I do is I say flip you over to a pure source, and you see whenever you use your intuition, you get enlightened, you get energized. Um, you know, most people, you know, can't do what I do. I, uh, um, for example, I'll be in London. I'll probably be working and I have, like last year I worked on like over 200 people in, in a 13 hour period a day. Most people will get tired out and burnt out. So, uh, and I don't, I get energized by using the intuition that comes through pure source. Um, by the way, any, anybody's intuition through the work that I do, their intuition does get enhanced. Amen. Okay. And they get reconnected to a pure source. I know, Maz, that when you were growing up, 
for yourself that you try to hide your intuitive abilities. Can you tell me a little bit about this? Oh, as I was growing up? Sure. Uh, yeah, and this will happen, uh, this will help a lot of kids, actually. Um, yes, uh, because what happens is, you know, as you're growing up, uh, you know, you don't want to be different, especially if you're intuitive, right? So I hit it. Uh, from you know the people I wanted to say fit into the norm uh, you know the sad thing is that I work with a lot of kids I donate my time actually um, um, what happens is that um, you know if you start to say hone your abilities as a child okay uh, you don't have to reconnect later on because most of us you know we disconnect from our abilities like I did and then later on we try to reconnect right as adults to get back to where we were so uh, instead of like uh, having your kids say disconnect, uh, you know, allow and nurture uh, that child that says, oh, I see things that are not there because they're actually there. I see them perfectly now. Uh, and I can explain actually what other people see when they say they're seeing something that's not there. Uh, so those things that those your children might see are actually say real for them. Also, adults at times we can prevent ourselves or stop ourselves from actually trusting that intuition. Do you think there's a reason yes. why we do that? Yes, definitely. Well, there are good reasons why um, Well, some people don't follow their intuition. Uh, you know, and getting into part of that intuition is following your emotions. You know, you know there's tons of books you now on, on following your emotions, following your heart and so on. Uh, I say don't do that. Okay, uh, and the reason being is because your emotions are just tools for the programs that are underlying you uh, or running underneath you. Okay, so if you're say patterns, and this is a great example, uh, patterns of say being abused. Say you say, and this has happened. This is actually a test that they did. Uh, say that one woman that gets abused, you know. Uh, so they put in say like a couple hundred men. Uh, in this room, uh, that one woman that's abused, uh, they have one person, an abuser, that would abuse her. She gets naturally attracted to that one person that's abusing her. You know, out of a few hundred men, why is that? Uh, again, it's those patterns, it's those emotions run by those patterns that dictate who you attract. In this case, you know, if you're running patterns of abuse, you'll connect with people who abuse you. No matter how, say, great the odds are that you'll run into them, you'll run into them. So when you're using your emotions or your intuition, guys, don't trust it at first. Study where your emotions and your intuition gets you. Right? If your emotions are off all the time, like in relationships and so on, or if you ask for directions, it's like, which way should I go? And it tells you, you know, your insect says left, but you should have gone right. Uh, again, study where it comes from. Study why that's about or why that happens, okay, just ask, well, why did that happen? You don't have to be judgmental. You'll actually start to say, see the patterns below the, the, your emotions and your intuition. And then once the patterns or the underlying programs start changing, because that's how you say change these patterns uh, at a deeper level on your own, uh, you'll start to see that your emotions and your intuition are recalibrated now. So now you can use your emotions and your intuition for, you know, taking you the right way instead of the wrong way. Many people in the world we live in can feel challenged to create a healthy and happy relationship in their lives. Why do you think yeah. that happens? Um, well, a lot of times, you know, the way I look at love or connection is that most of us, and in, in this, this is about you know any type of relationship you know, including that all-important relationship with yourself. Uh, but this happens quite a bit. Uh, you know, most relationships that I see, uh, you know, aren't relationships of love, you know. They're really relationships of need, you know. They're relationships where I need this person to do something uh, or feel something. I need this person to complete myself because I don't feel in, uh, I feel insecure about myself at some level. Uh, do you know what I mean? So, so in in what I do for you, uh, again, is uh, it's really all the same. But uh, you awaken the spirit, 
your spirit comes in, awakens, you are completely whole yourself. And once you're completely whole yourself, uh, you find a- another individual who is whole, and then you run together. So my definition of a twin flame, for example, very different than, say, normal definitions of twin flames. The normal definition of a twin flame is that, you know, you have two spirits that are separate, that are separated, and then they try to find. Uh, that's very distorted, by the way. Uh, people who have, say, split spirits are very distorted. But... My definition is that you are a a strong flame yourself, again, completely whole. You meet another, say, strong flame who is completely whole, where they don't need another. But when they come together, their flames burn brighter. And that's a truer definition of twin flame. So that's my definition of a of a of a relationship. And you know, I've, I've brought a lot of people. You know, once you say release the frequencies of say what distorts you. Okay. Uh, you run into uh, that true relationship that, say, organically, say, enhances you. And I've, and I've done that for quite a few people. When you say what distorts you, what do you mean by this, Maz? Uh Well, as far as relationships go, say, for example, uh, in, uh, you know, I just got off a call before I came into this interview. Uh, this woman, uh, you know, I was seeing in her uh, that... Uh, 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 and she's worked with me like once or twice before, and now she's starting to realize, and that's why her patterns are changing. But uh, say the patterns of her mother, of uh, she was oppressed by her mother, okay, uh, oppressed and controlled by her mother, uh, and she was asking maybe about her her husband, you know, and and when I saw her husband, when I tapped her into her husband, uh, it was really say a duplicate of her mother. So so for example. You know, although her mother isn't around anymore, her husband takes over being the role of oppressing her, just like her mother does. Does that make sense? So she's connected with somebody uh, in that relationship. Now that she's, say, clarifying, is breaking apart because she doesn't need that pattern of being oppressed like she does. So all the relationships, say, that oppress her will move away or disconnect from her now that she's ready. You know, you would not believe the number of people that call me up and go, you know, all the people that have been, say, uh, abusing me or uh, using me and so on, all of a sudden they just, like, disappear uh, after their frequencies change because, well, those those people aren't needed anymore uh, once you change. So, Maz, what comes to mind for me is oftentimes we can fall into the illusion that a person is making us angry or making us feel a certain way. Why yes. is that the case and is there a way around that? People who start coming in or understanding themselves at a deeper level, uh, those type of one, those type of individuals that make you angry or uptight and so on, usually it's not the other individual. You know, They are just buttons. Uh, they are just people who push the buttons that resonate in you. Uh, again, for, the, for that example of, say, being abused, Right, that woman that attracts that individual. Um, you know the way communication works, uh, and maybe you know, this will clarify it. Uh, the way communication works is that um, um, you know when you come into say connection with somebody, whether it's face to face or you know over the phone or Skype or whatever it might be, uh, there's certain patterns that run in you that when you meet. Okay. Uh, anyway, that it might be, uh, you go, oh, this person wants to be abused. This person wants to be like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. Uh, and then that other person that's reading that unconsciously uh, goes, okay, well, I'll abuse this person. I'll, you know, and, and so on and so on and so on, because that's what they want their reality to be like. So you, again, dictate the reality. I'm not saying it's your fault. But it's those patterns that are underlying for you, uh, and and this is why no matter where you go, right, even if you go to another country uh, where you don't know the language, uh, they will treat you the exact same way that you get treated anywhere else. Why does that happen? Again, it's the patterns that people see around you that they say react to, and they treat you the same way. You change those patterns. Right? You change your frequency, uh, you change your life. Other people around you change. Really, really, that's it's simple. Do you think that we're all co-creating every relationship we're in? Oh, yes, definitely. 
definitely. Uh, what you say co-create, uh, is it like an awakened co-creation or most of the time when I see people, uh, it's really a hypnotized, say, co-creation uh, where the, you're just like running patterns uh, from before. You know, we're not really saying awaken. Uh, once we awaken, we can co-create in a truly beautiful, say, organic, expansive, say, process or relationship. Mm-hmm. And what do you think stops us from being fully authentic in a relationship? Uh, again, it's just patterns that run. You know, uh, you would not believe how well how you turn into, say, your mother, right? Or uh, you know, as you age, you turn into your father or whoever. Uh, so why does that happen? Uh, if you were truly awakened, if you truly, say, understood, say, the emotions and so on that you felt or uh, as you experienced them, uh, you can kind of choose and select, right? But most of us, uh, again, we're not awakened, so we tend to replay those patterns uh, from our parents or from what we've seen around. Uh, so that's why. And if a person is in a challenging or even abusive relationship at the moment, Maz, would you have any suggestions or any advice for them as a way to improve that situation? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, and I've helped, uh, again, um, you know, hundreds of people in those situations. Uh, again, if they say break away, and this is this is the key, you know, those abusive relationships that happen, most of the time, again, those are underlying patterns that demand that you be abused. No matter where it came from, no matter if it came from abuse in this childhood, uh, in this lifetime, as you were a child or a young adult or whatever, uh, or previous lifetimes, you know, or family lineage, because sometimes, you know, families are born to be abused. I hate to say it, but I've seen that pattern. So no matter where it comes from, if those patterns are existing in you, uh, you will, say, uh, accommodate or attract people who abuse. So, you know, uh, again, you know, people like pull away and that's what they focus on. I have to get away from this abusive relationship uh, because it's destroying me. But in a short while, uh, because those patterns, say, have to create, say, density or experiences, right, that are running in you, uh, you'll run into another relationship that abuses you and distorts you, right? Uh, that happens over and over again. Uh, so what this happens, what I do is, again, delete the lie underlying or core frequency inside you. And you'll see that, again, your relationships just, like, magically change. Uh, they do magically change because those patterns, uh, again, are not existing in you. So, yeah, this kind of reminds me of those women. You know, they've been, say, abused uh, as a child. Okay, and that's that's where they got, say, their attention. Okay? All the other times, you know, they were left alone or they didn't get any attention. Uh, they meet a nice gentleman, nice guy. Uh, and they can't, say, stand that relationship. They have to, say, cheat or be that, have that bad boy frequency connected to them because that's where they feel more comfortable. You know, why do they feel comfortable being abused? Because that's the pattern that they're used to running. So, again, you delete that and you get into, say, a relationship that's organic for you. I know you're in Ireland soon, Maz. Can you tell me about this and the dates that you'll be here? Yeah, I'll be uh, in the UK and Ireland uh, the 28th through May 8th. Uh, the first half I'll be in, in, in the UK and London area, and then I'll be traveling up through Ireland. So, yeah, up to May 3rd, uh, I'll be in the UK. Uh, Ireland, I'll be May 4th through May 8th. Okay, and I'll be in different cities. Oh, here it is. Uh, Birmingham, I'll be the 4th of May. It's an evening event. Uh, so if you've never seen me guys before, uh, a lot of times it's amazing. Just like one event, one session, uh, where I don't even have to say work on you specifically, uh, you'll see massive transformations. And this is a two-hour event uh, that's coming up. Uh, Manchester, I'll be the 5th of May. Uh, again, it's an evening event in the private chapel, the monastery. Again, all the details uh, are, are listed on the website. Uh, Edinburgh, uh, May 6th. I'm at Belfast, May 7th, Dublin, uh, May 8th. And if people want to yeah, get tickets, Maz, how can they go about that? Yes, if you want to go get, if you want to get tickets, uh, I believe a lot of some of the like the private events are sold out, but the evening events and so on. I mean, 
uh, just check. Uh, go to massajadi.com. That's M-A-S-S-A-J-A-D-Y.com. Uh, and then click on events. Uh, and you'll see the list of events. And then uh, whichever one you're interested, you can you can click on it and register. And if anybody wants to find out more about your work, how could they do? Uh, yeah, you can you can go to my website. I have the number one podcast here in on iTunes. You know, anywhere in the world, uh, in a lot of categories, uh, and it's really organically say grown. Uh, and if that's exponential intelligence. If you want to know, say, the workings of why life is, and then how to have it all, so you can reach me through Exponential Intelligence again, which is a podcast and a tree. We do a lot of free events. Uh, so you can check out on the website. Uh, if you Google my name, Moss Sajadi, S-A-J-A-D-Y, uh, if you Google or YouTube, uh, you'll get a ton of uh, information. Uh, and again, a lot of it is free uh, for you. So, Thanks so much, Moss. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another show of The Health Zone. Tune in next week for more exciting and interesting topics and guests in the areas of spirituality, relationships, finance, creativity, health, career and much, much more. In the meantime, check out and like our Facebook page on www.facebook.com forward slash The Health Zone Show or follow us on Twitter on the letter D Health Zone or log on to our website www.thehealthzoneshow.com If you subscribe to our remaining list on there, you will get The Health Zone Show delivered to your inbox every week and also you'll get a copy of our free book called How to Transform Your Health in 2016. Also, if you have any feedback on the show or if you would like to get in touch with us, our email is tunein at thehealthzoneshow.com Well, until next week, have a fantastic, healthy and happy week.